0: Before I came here I was like I was really scared of like all this LGBT stuff I guess like I've never seen a gay people in flesh in India like I've never met one or people who were like openly gay so coming here and meeting people I remember like suddenly like walking down the road and like realizing tears started like flowing down my cheeks and I was like oh shit <laughs> I'm gay
1: This is how to I'm Charles do Each week, we help listeners work through a problem. And this week, our listener is struggling with something we've all experienced to some degree. How to get your parents to accept you.
0: I'm Hema. I'm a biomedical researcher at Ohio State. And I'm gay.
1: Hema didn't fully admit to herself that she was gay until just a few years ago, in her mid-20s, after she moved from India to the U.S.
0: Initially, it was like, I didn't want to, like, be gay, so it was like, six months of struggle of trying to be straight, but that never works out. And then I was, like, slowly starting to accept myself, finding, finding out people out there, finding out stories.
1: One of the big issues for Hema is that even though being a lesbian is something she's embraced, it's a very different story with her family, who still live in India. In particular, Hema has struggled with getting her mom, who's, who's a big part of her life, to accept this. In fact, she can hardly even get her to discuss it. Five months ago, Hema called her up.
0: I told her, like, Hey, Mom, you know, you've been searching up for a guy, so I want to tell you something important. Like, I don't think I'll ever get married to a guy, and I'm not attracted to men. I said I'm gay, and she's like, Are you going to marry a gay guy? I'm like, No. (laughs) I'm gay? That means I'm going to marry a woman, and she's like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, don't talk such stupid stuff.
1: Hema tried to have this conversation a few more times, but each time her mom almost immediately shut it down.
0: Like my brother keeps telling me that she's like, she was like really upset for like weeks after that. But, you know, as life goes on, she's like, sometimes she tells my brother, it's like she's she has like bad health issues because her daughter is gay.
1: How does that make you feel to know that she feels like you're something that she's ashamed of?
0: Oh, it kills me. It makes me feel really sad. Like, it makes me feel like I can't give what she wants from me. And sometimes that makes me really sad. Like, maybe I should, like, not be, like, gay. But after a while, you realize that's something that you can't
1: choose. So how do we get our loved ones, a, a mom or a dad or an older sibling, to accept who we are when it's something that they're uncomfortable with? How do we get our parents to see us as adults when our desires might be passions they can't understand or or don't want to acknowledge exist? After the break, we'll talk to someone who's gone through something very similar to Hema and made it through to the other side. Stay with us. or wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Choiceology, an original podcast from Charles Schwab. Choiceology is a show all about the psychology and economics behind our decisions. Each episode shares the latest research in behavioral science and dives into themes like can we learn to make smarter decisions and the power of do-overs. The show is hosted by Katie Milkman, She's an award-winning behavioral scientist, professor at the Wharton School, and author of the best-selling book, How to Change. In each episode, Katie talks to authors, historians, athletes, Nobel laureates, and everyday people about why we make irrational choices and how we can make better ones to avoid costly mistakes. Listen and subscribe at schwab.com podcast, or find it wherever you listen. Hello, Slate listeners. Do us a favor and help us make a better Slate by answering our survey. It'll only take a few minutes. You can find it at slate.com survey. We're back with Hema, who's struggling to get her mom to accept that she's gay. Growing up in India, Hema said she didn't know any openly gay people. Her family would watch The Ellen Show every day, but she never realized Ellen DeGeneres was a lesbian until she came to the U.S. And Hema thinks this is part of the problem for her mom, that that it's really hard to put the news that her daughter is a lesbian in the right context.
0: I can truly understand where she comes from because I used to be in that environment. I used to think like her. So I can totally relate, like, why she's saying stuff that she's saying, but it's really difficult to, like, navigate Indian families because in India, like, families make your decisions. They're, like... They're part of your life much more than, like, in a U.S. society or a Western society, I guess. And there's no, like, pathway to have, a, like, a happy Indian gay family or a happy Indian lesbian family.
1: But despite the fact that it was scary and hard, Heyman knew she had to be true to who she was.
0: And then, like, like I told one of my coworkers, and it was like, it's not even, like, a big deal. And that, like, was, like, shocking. And then I slowly realized nobody cares here. <laughs>
1: Was that, was that the first person you told was your coworker?
0: Yeah, that was the first person I told. After that, I've tried telling my two of my close friends back in India, but it did not go well.
1: So tell me about that. What happened?
0: So uh, I told my, like, school friend, and she has never traveled. So she said, like, this is all, like, American stuff. Like, you're getting Americanized. And she's like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, we'll find you a nice guy. So she's still looking for a guy. to get me married to.
1: What about your other friend? Did that go better?
0: Oh, (laughs) no. We are not even on talking terms now. Sometimes it's like you question yourself, like maybe I'll get married and like stay like straight or like act straight. But then it's like within two days of thinking that it's like, you know, it's not going to be possible or it's like a stupid decision to make. But how do you find the balance to like not losing people, but also being yourself?
1: Navigating these relationships has been particularly tough for Hema because she's an ocean and a culture away from her closest family and friends. And so she doesn't really know how to have these conversations in a way that might convince her friends and her mom to listen. Luckily, our expert has some experience with this.
2: Hi, my name is Sonali Gulati and I am a professor at Virginia Commonwealth University where I teach photography and film.
1: Like Hema, Sonali was born in India and came to the U.S. in her 20s. And and she came out as a lesbian shortly afterwards.
2: I was attracted to girls as a teenager, but I dismissed it as uh, just a wild fantasy and thought that everybody's straight around me, and so that's just the way it is supposed to be.
1: When you were in the U.S. and you realized you were gay, what was it like telling your family? Did you... Did you tell your sisters first or your parents? How did they react?
2: I came out to a few friends, and I was debating coming out uh, to my mother and hadn't quite come out to her. And my mother died very suddenly. She died shortly after I came out to myself. And so I never got the opportunity to come out to my mother.
1: This was a really big deal for Sonali without being able to tell her mother who she really was, without having that conversation, it felt like the relationship with her mom was incomplete. And so Sonali decided to make a documentary about parents living in India who have a child who's gay or lesbian, in part to work through what that conversation with her mom would have been like.
2: Over these last 11 years, I've often wondered
0: how you might have reacted
2: had I told you.
1: I don't want
0: to hear anything about it. I'm sorry, I will not accept this. This is not normal. This is not natural. A woman needs a man. What's going to happen to all my wedding plans for you? What are you saying? That you're never going to get married? You're never going to have children? You're going to live with other women for the rest of your life? Is that what you're telling me?
1: Sonali called her film, I Am.
2: I was really curious of how parents react when their children come out to them, and specifically in the Indian context. and. I guess I wanted to make a gift for my mother to say that, you know, even though she's no longer alive, if I were to come out to her, uh, what would be a good resource for her?
1: And and when you were filming I Am about about kids coming out to, to their parents, for about being gay, what were the parents' reactions like?
2: Parents had all kinds of reactions. I mean, there were parents who disowned their children. Uh, there were parents who uh, said, "Okay, it's fine, but please don't talk about it with anybody." There were parents who said, "I wish you had told me earlier, and I wish you didn't hold on to this secret for this long a period, and I could have been of much more of a support to you."
1: Amal, hey, let me ask you: like, if you had to, if you had to to put your mom on that spectrum, where do you think she falls?
0: Yeah, I I think she thinks that I'm gonna grow out of it, and she also doesn't want to talk about it. And she thinks it might be shameful if the relatives come to know about it. That's like the struggle that I have. Like, I do understand her, but I also want to be myself. Yeah. You know, where do you draw the line? Like how much do you sacrifice to keep your parents happy?
1: This is a question that all of us at some point confront, right? How do we be ourselves and at the same time, Invite our parents in. How do we live the life that we want if part of that life makes them uncomfortable? Oftentimes, unfortunately, there's not an easy answer to that. But when we come back, Sonali will give Hema some tips on how she might approach that conversation with her mom while also staying true to herself. Stick around. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
3: This episode is brought to you by Defender. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and the interior is built with robust materials and integrity. The Defender capability is legendary, whether you're facing off road challenges or harsh weather conditions. Built for the modern explorer, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. And cargo capacity means more room for your gear. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. A vehicle made to go further, the Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. On Death, Sex, and Money, we feature interviews with you, our community of listeners, getting honest about uncomfortable things.
1: I developed an illness where it isn't safe for me to drive. A friend once said to me, sex is like air. You don't think about it until you're not getting enough. This is a similar sort of thing if you just replace sex with driving.
3: Listen to Death, Sex, and Money wherever you get podcasts.
1: We're back with our listener, Hema, and documentary filmmaker Sonali Gulati. And one of the big issues for Hema has been that her mom views being queer... As basically a Western thing, like, like she's been brainwashed by the United States,
0: yeah. i tried, like, bring up Ellen, but like, the minute I brought up, Ellen was gay, and she's like, "This is white people nonsense <laughs>
1: like,
0: <laughs> And that's like I, I can't talk about it then then I try to find people who are like Indian and gay. And I'm like, I can't find a lot of examples to send her.
1: And it's worth pointing out that India isn't the only country that's been slow to recognize various sexual identities. It's only recently that gay marriage became legal in the United States. India's own law against homosexuality was struck down by that country's Supreme Court less than two years ago after seven Indian citizens forced the country to confront the issue. And Sonali thinks that sharing their story, that might be a way to reach Hema's mom. Uh, And these seven
2: people said, we are Indian, we are professionals and we have successful professional lives and we have other lives apart from just being gay. And that might be a good place to start is to say, okay, who are these seven people who fought this Supreme Court battle?
1: Hema, what do you think? Would your mother react, you think, well to that if you sent her an article profiling these people, these seven people who had, who fought to to decriminalize homosexuality in India in 2018 how do you think she would react to those
0: i think she might react positively but i'm not sure i think like sharing like about the seven people would be helpful because if they're like more successful and they're able to have like a successful life in india to show her that it's not some affectation of being in america yeah uh, then it's just being like yourself i think uh, the more we can share about other
2: indian queer people out there, uh, that will definitely help to dispel this myth that being queer is not a Western phenomena. You know, seeing other Indian queer successful people will really help dispel that myth.
1: So here's our first rule, and this can apply to any situation where we're struggling to get our parents to accept our choices. It's easier to explain who we are when we can point to examples of people like us who are already successful. And research backs this up. There's this natural inclination to see something that's different as upsetting or wrong. But just a little bit of familiarity can offset that. If you want your parents to accept you, find an example of someone who they already think is successful, who, who's different the same way you are, and that will make it easier for them to hear what you're saying. Do you think, Hema, if you were talking to your mom, what do you what do you how do you think she defines happiness?
0: So one of the main issues my mom has is like I'm never gonna marry a guy. And like in India, like they hand over the daughter to another guy to look after. And there's no not gonna be like that male figure to take care of me, like financially or like or like protect me from the world. I think that's like the thing that she brings up. Like the two times that I try to talk to her, it's like, who's going to take care of you? And I like try telling her, it's like, I can find someone and I won't be alone. And it's like, she always thinks that if, you, if you're if you not married or like you don't marry a guy, your life is not going to be fulfilling. And she feels like if I'm a lesbian, I might never have kids.
1: Sonali, what's that like for you? I mean you're a single mom and a lesbian. Has that been a challenge, you think, in a way that it wouldn't have been for any single mom?
2: Yeah, you know, I was in India last summer and there were two young women who worked in this house where I was staying and they both asked me about my son's father. And I said, oh, uh, there is no father. And they looked at me kind of puzzled and I said, you know, I went to a doctor and Uh, and I got pregnant, and one of them looked at me very skeptically, like, oh, yeah, you know, nice try, but I know you probably had a one-night stand and you're covering this up or something. And so it was kind of funny, and I was, you know, trying to be like, no, 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 I'm telling you, this is really
1: how it is. Hema, do you want children? Oh, I want
0: children. The most difficult part about realizing that I was gay is, like, how am I going to have kids? And now I'm, like, I've seen so many, like, happy families. Like, when you become part of the community, you're, like, exposed to a lot of families, and they're, like, happy with kids.
1: So let me ask you this. If you could say one thing to your mom to help her understand how she ought to define her sense of what happiness is for you, what would you tell her?
0: Uh, I would tell her that I've realized, like like, one of the main things that she taught me as a kid is to, like, question everything. That's why I'm in science. Like, she would always say, "Like, don't accept stuff, just as it is. Like, always question it." And I think that's one of the main things that led to this self-discovery. And I think I would be happier, like, living life on my own terms rather than just following someone else's ideals and someone else's principles as to how happy a life should be. You
2: know, Hema. One of the things I love about what you said is that uh you're sort of quoting your mother in in the sense that she asked you to uh, question everything and i think that's a really wonderful place to start because it's common ground and it's it's very similar to a story where a person in my film came out to his mother and his mother was not okay about it and he said to her but you always taught, taught me to tell the truth and i'm speaking the truth now
0: one thing he told me you always taught us to be honest, and it was bugging me, because I couldn't come out with this and be honest with you.
2: And it really made his mother pause and say, that's true, it really is, you're in some ways upholding my values that I've passed down to you. And it made her embrace her son in a way, in a very different kind of way.
1: Here's the second rule. Speak your parents' language. Use your parents' language to persuade them. Maybe they're religious, or maybe they worship science and reason. Maybe you disagree completely with how they see the world. But when you explain how your life fits into their definition of success, when you explain things from their point of view, it's harder for them to turn away. If I was your mom and you were trying to Explain to me what your experience has been like in the last four years in the United States. How would you explain that to me?
0: So initially when I was when I discovered I was gay, like I was really unhappy. And I was like so sad and I was like so disgusted with myself. Like I didn't want to live after I found out that I was gay. And it was like slowly I came to terms with it and it's like I wanna live. And then it's like I need to find out a way to live happily with who I am r- rather than like trying to act in everybody else's like way and be happy. After I like realized and accepted myself, life was much more like easier, like it's much more healthier. It's much more like I feel lighter, like I don't, I'm not hiding anything every day. I think that made me much more happier in the long term by being myself
1: you know, we all want our kids to be happy. What do you think your mom would feel or think or say if you told her that?
0: I think she understands that uh, that I'll, I'll be unhappy by the way she's asking me to be. But I think she feels that my life would be much easier if I can bear with being straight.
1: And how would you explain to her that that's not true?
0: Yeah, i try to explain to her, like, People are much more accepting here. And you can have kids and there are ways that people do it. There are like podcasts about how to go about it. And there's like so much help around you. And like, if she can understand that, I think she'll be, she'll come around to being like, okay with it, I guess.
1: And let me ask, what has your dating life been like since you came out? Have you, have you found someone?
0: Uh, I've dated one person. (laughs) Like, initially, I didn't, like, date anyone. Like, I started dating more guys. Yeah. And then, like, after, like, (laughs) after, like, the six months, I'm like, who am I kidding? I dated, like, one person, and then we broke up. And, I like, initially, I thought, like, I didn't want to bring someone else into this mess that I'm already in. But now I think that's more of, like, a reason to, like, convince my mom that if I go have a girlfriend, I think she'll be much more open to, like, accepting me.
1: That if, if there's someone, if it's not theoretical, if there's someone that she can meet and she can, yeah, she can get to know that that'll make it easier for her.
0: She always like finishes the conversation like, I don't want you to be alone.
2: This conversation reminds me of a parent who was in a support group uh, of uh, that I was a part of. and she said, "I'm here to find a, a suitable match for my child. And uh, so if there are any eligible, if you know anybody who's uh, Indian and lesbian and within this age group, please let me know. And I, we all kind of laughed about it because it was kind of funny, but it also made a lot of sense because it's um, it was this parent's way of sort of coming to terms with their daughter's sexuality. But it was also a way of saying, I still want control. I still want to pick the, my, my child's partner.
1: Here's the final rule. At the end of the day, our parents mostly want us to be happy. And so we should explain who we are in terms of happiness they understand. If Hema's mom doesn't want her to be alone, then the best explanation is that Hema, hopefully, will someday find a woman to share her life with. And the best way to explain what happiness means to us is to honestly share our lives with our parents, both the good and the bad. If we want our parents to see us as adults, then we have to treat them like adults too hey let's say that let's say that you do all this that you follow all these steps and you find examples of others for your mom to sort of see and learn from and and you try and have these conversations and let's say your mom just never wants to engage that she just She just says, look, I love you and I love you unconditionally, but this is a part of your life that I do not want to know about. And it makes me uncomfortable to talk about. And I don't want it to be part of our relationship. How would you deal with that?
0: I think I would start feeling like when I found out that I was gay and was like, I didn't tell her for like a year or so. I felt like a lot of distance growing between us. I think it'll be, like, a really difficult life if she doesn't want to be part of it because that's going to be a huge part of my life no matter what. Like, if I find someone or, like, have a kid and if she doesn't want to be part of it, like, what part of my life would she be a part of? So that'll be, like, a really sad (laughs) way if that's how it ends up.
1: What do you think your mom would say if you said that to her?
0: I lost my dad, like, seven or eight years ago, so we've grown much closer and i think we rely on each other even though we don't like openly accept it but i want her to be part of my life and i think she feels the same about me too
1: and are you planning on seeing her in person anytime soon
0: yeah i'm planning to fly in may to oh. india
1: oh my gosh so what do you what do you think you're going to do when you um when you get on the ground in may
0: i think like one of my main goals is to like go have like a face to face conversation with her and, like, tell her that it's this is, like, this is who I am and this is not, like, a face. There's, like, hope and maybe, like, show her the movie I am or, like, explain the ground reality that in the U.S., like, it's, it's perfectly fine and normal to be gay here and, like, have a family and people are supportive.
2: The other piece of advice I have is I think you might want to consider perhaps writing to her and seeing if she would be more open to reading a letter and just sort of, do some groundwork before you go and speak to her in person in May, I think it might help.
0: I think I should write an email. I don't know why I didn't think about it. (laughs) I always talk to her every week, but yeah, I can write an email.
1: So, Hema, let me ask you, um, you would come to us asking, how do you get your mother to accept who you are? How, How do any of us get our parents to accept us when we're not exactly the person that they hoped we would be? Do you feel like this advice has helped you?
0: Initially, I was, like, scared writing to this podcast. Like, if I put it out there, there's no way I'm going back. But that was, like, one of the main reasons, like, I wanted to, like, put it out. Like, I'm done with, like, being scared. I might even send this podcast to my cousins and it's like, this is who I am. And, like, if it's, like, helpful to someone else who's, like, struggling like like me or, like, having, like, thoughts that I had and made them feel like less isolated, I'll be like really happy.
1: Hema, I think you are so brave to be doing this and to be talking about it and to be grappling with this and that you're so passionate and so dedicated to being your true self.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Thank you to Hema and Sonali for sharing their stories with us. And be sure to check out Sonali's documentary, I Am, which is available on sonalifilm.com. Speaking of which, Hema recently sent us a voice memo telling us her mom watched Sonali's film and then called her to talk about it.
0: Um, We both watched the documentary, I Am, and I think it's affected her and changed her in a positive way, I hope, because she said she's open to having an elaborate discussion about my sexuality once I meet her, in person in May. So thank you guys.
1: We hope your time with your mom goes well. Do you have a problem with your parents or anyone else that needs solving? Send us a note at howtoitslate.com and we will scour the globe to find the right person who can help. How To's executive producer is Derek John. Rachel Allen is our production assistant and Merritt Jacob is our engineer. Our theme music is by Hannes Brown. June Thomas is the senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts, and Gabriel Roth is Slate's editorial director for audio. Special thanks to Gabe Rosenberg, Asha Saluja, and Sung Park. I'm Charles Duhigg. Thanks for listening.